0: Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause, to my listeners who are regulars and to those of you who are new, well a massive hello and I'm so glad you found us. I'm Clarissa Christensen. Today we're gonna be talking about movement and fitness because I think most of us would admit we probably are a bit confused. We're seeing this week some really strange headlines in the UK which make my eyes roll around fitness and that probably we're not doing enough and we're not sure what to do. So I have somebody today who is without doubt an expert. She's a fitness expert. She's a menopause nerd, but she's also a health science professor and fitness in menopause is her, not only her program, but her business. She is a teaches a teacher or a lecturer at the college of health and human services at Trident university international and a freelance writer in fitness dr maria luque it is a pleasure to have you here on this podcast
1: welcome thank you so much i am incredibly excited to be part of this and to hopefully share some knowledge and tips while having some fun
0: yeah let's begin at the beginning how did you really get into being involved in fitness and mental So
1: I, in the beginning, I went through my PhD studies and I was working already with a lot of clients that were middle-aged and a lot of my friends were middle-aged and going through menopause. And I just found that there was a need uh, for knowledge when it was surrounded for menopause and in special and specifically now the conversation's more open but i feel 10 years ago when i first really started researching this we were still a little bit quieter now there's a lot more noise around it and a lot more information but i just really it was more a little bit of a selfish aspect and a lot of the just my friends and clients that were really needing this uh, knowledge and so i thought i'm going to be menopausal at some point which Now I'm riding that perimenopause train heavily. But so I just started, I decided that I would dedicate my dissertation. So, my actual research study that I had to do to become a doctor or to get my PhD, I just want to clarify, I'm not a medical doctor, but to evaluating the impact of physical activity in menopause and how that affects quality of life. And I want to make a big differentiation between just what, what quality of life means and why I went that way, because quality of life means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So I've never focused on what type of exercise makes you lose more weight or does that because there's all that we know, we hear it all right. During menopause, there's all these marketing tricks and diets and things that are geared towards menopause and losing that weight. And we're, it just backfires and we all know that. So that's really how I started out. And so I've been doing this for over 10 years, full-time, just specializing in men. And
0: I think that probably puts you as one of the longest standing fitness experts that I've met. Because most people have, as you say, jumped into it recently. Yeah. Dollar signs rolling. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Prom- promises that, you know, are not really there. But yes. how, or maybe, how does exercise help with menopause symptoms?
1: Well, there are many aspects. So this is a really a multi-pronged aspect. We have to look, and this is why, how I changed the way I looked at exercise is we have to, I feel like we're going about it the wrong way. We're looking at all of menopausal women as one big group. And we can't really do that because everyone's experience is very different. Someone might be having more hot flashes while others don't. So we can't really treat, and by treating, it, that's the wrong word. We can't really prescribe exercise or workout for each woman saying, you should just do this. So I, with the way that my um, concept works is that I have a thorough uh, assessment about symptoms and uh, really taking into account what is more bothersome for the individual woman. And I think that is where we need to start. It's almost like you would do any trainer, if they're good, will take a client and, and do a thorough assessment about what their goals are, what their limitations are, what their ailments are, that they have any injuries. We don't do that for menopausal women. I think we just skip right over it and say, yeah, menopause, blah, here's what you should do. But not everyone's everyone's bothered by the same thing. Depending on the symptoms, there could be more prescription of resistance training or high-impact activities, while some people might benefit more from walking because there's research to indicate that insomnia is really good for walking. It's good for mood. It's good for anxiety and high intensity training might not be as good for people that suffer from hot flashes, right? We have to really be detailed and and take each woman by their own merits and their own symptoms and their own experience.
0: Yeah. And that we would do that. As you said, you do that if you were working with them on nutrition, you would Mm -hmm. be doing that if it was any form of psychotherapy. So it's very strange, as you say, but mm-hmm. suddenly there's it just says strength train. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that works for me. But yeah, if you are, your start point is different. Maybe you absolutely hate doing weights. You don't know. It might be the worst thing you can imagine, <laughs> or you've got ailments, or other things, pain or That may not be for you. So I love this tailored approach to looking at the woman, where is she now? And then what is right for that woman?
1: Yes. And I I want to emphasize, I think strength training has to be at the core of everybody's workout, just still within the strength training aspect though, we have to still tailor it just because it is at at the core of my exercise prescriptions that I do because there's a lot of benefits to strength training. Now, even if you hate it, I feel like there's ways, if you work with someone that is good at what they're doing, they will find what will motivate you to actually do something that is weight-bearing or that has resistance training. Because from a muscular perspective, from a body uh, image perspective, from a health perspective, bone perspective, all of these things, it's been shown that strength training really has to be incorporated. But how it is incorporated, I encourage women to really find a trainer our fitness expert that works with their likes. If someone doesn't like to do push-ups, there's a million other things we can do. It's I think find someone, there's a lot of really good fitness professionals out there and you have to find someone that speaks your language, that motivates you, that finds that kind of, I know you don't like this, but why do we try this? It's If someone's really lazy, they don't want to take the time to get to know the individual person and to really get to know them. And so you can't just throw a 12 week program at someone and say here you go let's hope it sticks
0: no you cannot (laughs) (laughs) because it's because it it usually doesn't and what we're trying to do and i'm sure what you're trying to do is to embed new habits for people yes that then become part of their life
1: Mm -hmm. sustainability that's what we're in for
0: yeah and i think you pulled in some really important points there about strength and resistance training because they're not just for the menopause they're for Mm -hmm. As we age, her, our hearts. And I've just got a friend who's got osteoporosis and she's never strength trained. So I said, Well, I just go for a walk. I wouldn't wish where she is on any woman. Yes. Really wouldn't. It's been very shocking for me, really, to see someone deteriorate who's not really old. 74 isn't old in my book.
1: Mm -hmm. it's the prevention aspect i think that we and we have more conversations about it but rather than what you said is really true this isn't about women that are going through the transition but the osteoporosis aspect that is a very big risk factor and we know that menopause makes it worse so preventing or strengthening your bones as much as you can before you go through menopause or even starting it's never too late to start but really, you're doing yourself a favor if you start incorporating some of those strength training and some of the high-impact stuff. So bouncing and doing... Because once you are diagnosed with osteoporosis, it's very hard to... We have There's a lot of limitations. There's a lot of more risk for fractures. So there's a lot of things to consider when we train with people that are already considered or are diagnosed with osteoporosis.
0: But if you... Strength training can take many forms, kind yes. of, right? It isn't all... These women who I see lifting their own body weight and I'm like, okay, that's nice, but it's not maybe where I want to go. I mean, talk about the different ways in which we can strengthen.
1: Well, really a strength training, it does get a, a bad rap because when we think about strength training, we do think of the the heavy lifting, the CrossFitters, the, like the things that we see in, in media. But we do have to emphasize that on a daily basis, women have to lift things. We have to lift our groceries. We have to lift things off the ground. We lift our suitcases if we travel. We like, So it's not like we don't do already lifting. I think we have to reframe what it means to do strength training. It doesn't have to be heavy dumbbells. It could be bands. It could be your own body weight. It could be, there's a million ways to, and again, this goes back to finding a fitness professional that speaks your language. And there, like I said, there are a lot of them out there that are really good. And I think women should not settle for less because, and I think just with any, I think there's checklists for when you go to see your doctor, here's the five things you should ask, right? Or when you interview your CPA, this is what you should know. Again, for a trainer, it's the exact same thing. You should come armed and ask that trainer, if they have knowledge about menopause, Do what do they know about osteoporosis? What it, Like those things, right? It's just, um, I think it's very important if you're working with a, not to say that all young people are not aware of menopause, but Chances are that a 20-year-old trainer might not know a lot about it. But still, it could be. I think that if someone's looking for a fitness professional, they should ask that question. What do you know about menopause and the transition? If then they know absolutely nothing, you might want to look for someone else. Sadly, (laughs) there isn't a registry for menopause experts. But I think there's people out there, especially women that are in in middle age and that are going through menopause that also happen to be fitness professionals that have that knowledge and that have the I feel like the experience it helps me to experience it myself currently plus the knowledge that I've acquired over the years actually studying it and going to school and researching but now I'm going through it so I feel like there's that part that understands that sometimes you can't predict it that hot flush is uncontrollable you don't know when it's going to come what do you do with it yes
0: (laughs) yeah and the fact that sometimes is I know I've heard you say before A squat is a resistance movement. Yes. You know, a little push up on your knees could be one of those. Yes. Yoga is a lot of strength training. I say a lot of times, (laughs) yes,
1: when I have, when I start out with clients and they're just looking for things to do. One of the main, the big things that I say is just if you sit a lot. Just before you get up, you do ten squats onto your chair, onto the couch, or wherever you're about to sit on. And when you get back down, you do the same thing. Right there, you could easily add a hundred squats in a day. And you do not even think about it. Like those are the kinds of things that you can do. Upper body, you have to be a little bit more mindful just because we don't use our upper body like regularly. Like we could do a push-up against the wall or do something like that. Or if you're lifting that bag out of your, your trunk with the groceries in it, maybe do a couple of like lifts up over the shoulder or curl with your bag or like those kinds of things. If you wanted to include resistance training without actually having to, or you're afraid about dumbbells or weights, let's start somewhere else. Let's include what we do in a a daily basis. People that garden. How many times do you have to pick up a sack of soil or lug it into your cart and then take it from your car out to the garden? Those kinds of things. Shoveling. That is all of that is resistance training. We have to really. And again, it comes down to find someone that inspires you that, again, translates what you already are doing and gives you a frame of work. That you, oh, I already do a lot of this stuff. Maybe I can add some stuff. Because I feel like for women, a lot of times that are starting out, the, the first step is the hardest step to take. They're afraid of that word resistance training. And uh, but once you bring or once you can explain that they're already doing some of it, just not in that format that they think it should be, then it becomes easier to think about that next step of, oh, maybe I could get some bands and do some stuff. So Again, it's like taking uh, and um, talking to women where they're at, not where they should be.
0: Yeah, no shoulds here. No, we don't like those at all. And and you're right. The garden, I have a big garden here. Oh my goodness. And I cut down two big trees. My husband goes, oh, what did you just do? And I said, you're sitting down. So someone's going to cut it. So I've got a hand sore. And it's tough work. I had to sit down after that. But that is moving. That is cardiovascular. That is strength to do something like that mm-hmm. and and I see my neighbor and she so oh, I never go to the gym I see her working in that garden mm. my God she works hard out there and I'm like you do so much exercise you don't realize and then yes. walk the dog and all the rest so there's a lot of movement that that women are doing but a question I have is for some women then their their mobility or their all the activities that they used to do, they can't do anymore, mm-hmm. how do they then approach getting back into or finding activities they really love? That is an
1: excellent question because, and that's also something that I've asked myself as I'm, I'm about to launch a masterclass about some of that, the exact same thing, which is finding like your old passions, seeing, we, it, it comes down to evaluating what was it that you really loved to do? Why can't you do it anymore? Like we have to sit down and really think about it and take a minute rather than mourning what we are not no longer able to do because maybe we broke a hip or I have a lot of injuries. There's a lot of things I can't do anymore. I I, I incurred some injuries in the military and I've incurred some injuries in childbirth. There's certain things that are I can't do anymore. I whine for a really long time because I'm just like, I can't do this. I feel so sad. But we have to think, why was it that I enjoyed a spinning class that I can't do anymore? What was it that I got out of it? And then really evaluate and see where else could I get that same kind of rush or joy or something. Maybe we forgot that we like to dance. I'd love to do the step. I was in the step aerobics craze in the 90s and what i liked about it was the group and the kind of the dancey and th- that so maybe step aerobics is no longer my thing but i remember that i liked being part of a community how do you find that so may, you, uh, so i hope that makes sense we have to deconstruct why we can't do anything anymore but also then think about what is it that we got out of it what was the joy what are we looking for and if it is a Working out with someone else, then let's find someone else that will work out with us, or is someone else that, so those kinds of things, it's really taken apart.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with that because I think that we often then get fissated I don't play mm-hmm. soccer or netball or whatever it is you did mm-hmm. anymore, and I can't be part of that, I can't keep up or whatever it is. But you're right, it can be that group, or it can just be the freedom of dancing, and we can find ways. To definitely do those things again. Yes, and they're it... really good exercise. And we forget, I think that's one of the things in saying that we forget that to dance is, is amazing, mm-hmm. to swim is amazing. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things, they're they're all part of what we can do and get tremendous benefit from that maybe we hadn't even thought of. And I think we forget because I think there's a bit of a fixation around Pilates yoga. <laughs> Yes. Gym, yes, and not realizing that there is a whole range of other things that can be part of this dog. I run with her, she does jumping. <laughs> if I can run and go jump, jump because she loves it. She jumps and wiggles through all those that things. That's quite a lot of aerobic exercise for me to run your life. You love your dogs, do something like that. Why yes,
1: not? it really is. it And you hit the nail right on, or the you hit it right on the nail, it just it becomes a we have to change our attitude we have to change how we look at it and we really have to give ourselves credit for a lot of the things we already do and this we just talked about that in strength training but like you were saying we might not count the walking
0: whatever you're saving up for
1: a cd from sandy spring bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate right now earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8 month cd special or 5.00% APY on a 14 month cd special Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. With the dog, or we might not call uh, playing with our children or grandchildren in the playground, or we don't count all of these things. What is it really, at the, at the core of it, it becomes what it brings us joy. And what kind of activities do we enjoy? Some people might not be able, they were marathon runners, they can no longer run, but they find out that it really was more about being outside and being in the woods or being in the. So maybe it's a walk now, maybe it's a hike in the woods rather than the running. So we really have to stop thinking about what we can't do anymore and try to figure out what brought us so much joy about the movement and how we can replicate that somehow. I think the mindset that because You brought up your dog. I have two that are sitting under my desk right now. But when you think about dogs, it's like they lose a leg and then they're like, I got three legs. Let's go on. Like they think there's no, they get over it and they're just like, I guess I can still jump with three. It's a human experience to really feel pity for ourselves sometimes. And it's okay to have those emotions and be like sad about things we can't do. But then it's okay. How do we change it? Because uh, you don't want to stay in that space.
0: No, I think that is probably the best that we can change and we can find joy mm-hmm. in just simple movements.
1: Absolutely. The well, joy part is the most important part. I can't emphasize that. I'm just that if you find joy in any kind of movement, you're going to do it and it's you're going to have fun doing it.
0: Exactly. One of the things I know, you you have a questionnaire, don't you, on the kinds of exercise or the kind of exerciser you are. Tell a little bit more about that, because I love doing it, but I'd love you to share a (laughs) bit about that. Yes. So
1: I, are you talking about my fitness personality assessment? Yes.
0: Indeed. I
1: created, it took me, uh, me and a friend, I didn't do it all by myself, but we created a fitness personality, what is your fit menopause fitness personality questionnaire? And you can find it on my website and it's on my social media as well. And uh, really, it's, I mean, I wanted to do like a fun questionnaire that digs a little bit into evaluating your attitudes towards menopause. It's quite detailed, but I feel like it is a lot of fun. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people that took it and say, oh, that was, it was fun to take. It made me think. And the result, the personality that I got at the end was also was on point, but it was fun, but it told me a little bit about myself. And that was the point. So I encourage, it's really fun. I encourage everyone to take it. But the thought behind it was to just make people think a little bit about all of the aspects that come into play when we're talking fitness and menopause. So the questionnaire is not just about menopause, but it is about the menopause experience, how you feel about movement and exercise, what your motivations are for exercise, how you feel about food, those kinds of things are really just a short, I didn't think about this. And then at the end, you get a little, hopefully a little giggle when you get your personality with a little insight, but still fun at the core. I want you to have a little smile at the end.
0: Yeah. And it certainly did for me because I found (laughs) out that I was quite a variety seeker and I thought, yeah, that's true. You know, I'm (laughs) not one of these people who can do the same thing all the time. I need... To mix it up, I need sometimes, and that's why I suppose I liked the gym because I had different teach, different right. instructors there. And mm-hmm. then I do a bit at the yoga studio, and then I do some walking. I thought well, that kind of works for me. And when I, I got the result, I was like, "Yeah, that probably explains why I choose <laughs> the type of exercise and why I get quite bored with these programs. It's the same. You build one week day yeah. after the next, or this. I'm like, oh, after a while, I need a, I need something different here. And it is <laughs> so good I to.
1: It is good to know these things because there are some people and I have friends that don't mind doing the exact same thing every single day and they are okay with that. I I would, just the thought of that makes me bored. I'm the same as you. I'm just like, I need constantly to do something else. I actually don't want to know what I'm going to do tomorrow because then I'm already bored thinking about it. Like, Like I need to be on my toes every day. And it's good to know these motivations because then we can say to ourselves, you know what, it's okay. This is just who I am. Like, I like to do this. I don't care what people say about it, but this is what motivates me to get up and work out because I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go see a coach. That person is going to tell me exactly what I'm going to do. And others are, I don't want to be told what to do. And that's okay too. So it is good to know who you are when it comes to movement and what motivates you. Those are very important things for sustainability and movement.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I was going to say, I have a friend and she runs five kilometers every single day. She's run for 4,000 days at, well, she started running for a friend who got cancer and then she got cancer and she's still running and she ran every day, right through chemotherapy, right through everything. She ran every day. And I I have so much admiration for Vanessa for that, but I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That is amazing. That is quite the accomplishment.
0: It, it is, it is. We hear a lot, and there was a, a headline which I alluded to in the introduction, HRT or exercise, and I was so shocked. And they were saying exercise is exactly the same as hormone therapy. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> your symptoms, you're laughing.
1: Right? Yeah, that's all we need to say. Uh-huh, dot, dot, dot. That is yeah. so silly. How is that even possible? We have to really think about what they're saying. And um, what is it referring to? I hate those headlines that are like that because it's in right there. I'm just like, how, what are you talking about? That is impossible. What are we talking? What are we talking about? Because for instance, HRT isn't going to engage your muscles <laughs> or work out your bones. Or yeah. I, I, I don't know. I actually don't understand what the purpose of these things are. Because I think it's it's almost the purpose is to make you feel like you have to pick one and one's always better than the other, but don't do both because, and that is, it, it's silly. Again, it's that whole approach that we can just take one big brush and, and paint all over. Every woman's experience is very different. Some people aren't even, their risk factors for HRT are too high to take it. So does that mean they have to exercise, but if you can take HRT, then you shouldn't exercise because it's a waste of your time. It's just... It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's what I it, have it to is, say.
0: It is ridiculous. I think that follows the question is, so exercise doesn't eliminate your menopause symptoms. Is that maybe what we should conclude from that? And But
1: that again, it, that is such a generalized statement. For some women, it does. For some, it depends on your symptom. What symptom are we talking about? Again, it's just like saying exercise cures all your ailments for health. Like that isn't true, but it might help you with blood pressure. It might help you with weight. It might help your diabetes. It might, but it might not change your risk for breast cancer. Like we know that probably does you know, it's those things. It does exercise might help you with your anxiety so much that you can take, go off of anxiety medication or you don't even have to go on it. It might help you manage it. Will it help you with hot flashes? I have clients that have had good experiences with it. It, it it's a very personalized thing. And it all goes back again that we need to, I I do believe, and I work out myself this, that there are certain exercise modalities that do help or that can help, let's say that can help with certain menopause symptoms. But we can't just say exercise does away with menopause symptoms. Another aspect to think about is that we know that exercise is really good for your mental health. We already know this. So people that uh, exercise are generally happier. They can deal with stress a lot better. These things are established. Does that make you bulletproof? It doesn't, but it does make you more resistant and your experience of menopause might be different even if you do experience hot. So it, it becomes this, how do you feel about the experience does not equate. It's not the same thing as saying you don't have symptoms.
0: No, no. But your symptoms can sometimes be alleviated. Might be a better to say. Yes, and I think we know that definitely that there is a strong correlation between exercise and decretion of cortisol levels mm-hmm. in the body and improvement in things like potentially your memory. So it might be. It might help you with your brain fog. It certainly is a link to sleep and to cardiovascular health, which if you have high blood pressure in menopause, that could support that. But you're right. There's this kind of black Mm white going on, and that's just not helpful to any woman.
1: No, and it is very confusing for women because then it does mean, if I exercise enough, then I won't need HRT. And that is also, we can't say that. Also, do you need HRT? It's a very personal decision that women have to make for themselves, but you might still exercise and it makes you feel really good and you need it for your mental health, but you still have incredible night sweats and insomnia that can be helped with HRT. So does that mean that you have to pick one or the other? No, it might mean that exercise is good for your mental health and HRT is good for your insomnia and your your night sweats. A combination of it, we need to have to look at it from a holistic perspective and from a there might be the western medicine approach that comes in with the more holistic approach of exercise so it is very and it changes that's the it's a roller coaster right just like a lot of women go on 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 antidepressants for a certain amount of time and anti anxiety medication in menopause and then go off of it because it's just a period of time that they need it and and that's fluctuating so Just like we work with our healthcare professionals on working on that, your fitness professional should be exactly the same. Always on the, on like, maybe last night you didn't sleep well, let's do a different training program today. So those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. So I love that because that makes the approach individualized. And I think that recognizing that menopause is three to for some women it's 10 years but Uh you know it's certainly I know we just go god but you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was probably about six or seven and during that time there are periods when your energy is through the roof you're super high you can do anything I ran a half marathon and there were other times when you could barely put one foot in front of the other in Mm -hmm. the morning so you're absolutely right working with it day on day week on week it changes all the time because that's the body's changing and adapting mm-hmm. all
1: the time. And it is important to say, as you were saying, some women have, and I know personally, women that had took 10 years to transition to be fully post-menopausal and still have hot flashes afterwards for a couple of years. But I also have, I know someone that just their period stopped. They never had a, a symptom and never had another period again. And that's just, boom, it was over. And given that is the minority of women, But it is possible. So I feel like we need to take away that dread that menopause is going to be bad. Regardless of how you look at it, everyone's going to suffer through it. Uh, We need to reframe the narrative that we're talking about. It's good to be prepared. But even if you're prepared, there's not much you can do. If you're going, you can do certain things, but it's not like you can skip it. You can't just be like, you know what? I'm just going to opt out of this experience. (laughs)
0: No, all we can do is manage it. Yes. And we can use a multifaceted approach yes. which exercises a big part fitness movement, along with what we eat, how we manage our stress, HRT and whatever else that we need. And I think when we get to that kind of approach to that, that then we're practicing real care for ourselves as well.
1: Absolutely. And there's enough there. I can't advocate enough to find it doesn't have to if you don't have the ability to hire a trainer for yourself. There are a lot of we live in the world virtual world. There's a lot of free tips out there. There are a lot of really good people on Instagram and on YouTube that give out free advice. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, people that are willing to work with with women. But in in essence, it's find someone that supports you, even if it's a friend and it becomes a little easier when we go through this and the information aspect of it all i think it is important as women it is your responsibility to inform yourself uh about what it is and what experience and it is your choice on how you're going to experience this transition not to say that you can choose not to have symptoms but you do you you can make a choice on how you're going to experience it. Even if you do have the symptoms or the, there's a lot of tools available. That's what I'm saying. And that was part of the reason why I decided to create this course that I'm about to launch to have that multifaceted approach to the menopausal transition when it comes to fitness with the aspect of fitness, of course.
0: Yes. And if you were going to sum up your focus when you work with clients, what would that be like?
1: I think uh summing up all the stuff that I just said, I I try to meet women where they're at. Um, as I mentioned, strength training is at the core of what I do with women. That is what I know. That's what I'm an expert at. I'm not a yoga instructor, so I stay away from it. But I do incorporate things and I do recommend things. So if I know that someone would benefit from a different modality, then I will recommend that they try some yoga or Pilates or pelvic floor specialist or going to see a menopause specialist or like these kinds of things where I consider myself a hub for information. And, but in essence, I take, I start with a person where they're at and I try to figure out what motivates them. And I try to figure out what brings them joy and how I can get them to enjoy resistance training and to, because that is the core of what I do. And at the same time, I'm being sneaky when I work with them. So secret, so they don't find out. But I do try to get them to think about it. Because in, in essence, we want to change how we feel about the experience, our goals, ourselves, our body image, and but not telling people what to do. I'm just like, that's interesting that you said that. Why do you feel that way? I also want to always make sure that women are in tune with their bodies. And I know that's an overused term, but... I want to know how you feel. How does that make you feel? How does this exercise make you feel? Because when we tune in, when we really tune in, it feels good. Movement feels good. But I think that a lot of us are very disconnected. And we tend to forget how good it feels to be like, oh, I felt like my legs just... It just felt so good to get off the ground. It felt so good to do that squat. I felt so strong when I finished that session. Like those kinds of things. I try to reframe their their experience. That's really what it is. Reframing their fitness experience or movement experience.
0: I love that. Maria, where can people find out more about the work you do and the course that you're developing?
1: I have multiple ways. I have a website. It's fitnessinmenopause.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under Dr. So Dr. Maria Luque, M A R I A L U Q E. And uh, I am about to launch a fitness and menopause masterclass. And I have a wait list that you can sign up for on my Instagram and on my website. And uh, it will be a 12 week course that dives into fitness, and you will. every participant will get a customized workout. And by customized, just what we talked about, every person on their own gets their own workout. And then we have a six-module curriculum that dives into all of these things of just quality of life, menopause, mindfulness, self-care, nourishment, movement, all of those things. So it's very in-depth. And at the end, it's, I call it a, a voyage of self-discovery. So I hope uh, that people will join me. There will only be 10 women that I will accept for this course. Get on the wait list. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to help. I encourage people to reach out to me if they have any general questions on Instagram or Facebook. And I'd be happy to help if I can.
0: I love that, Maria. We're going to put all of that into the show notes so people can... Get on the wait list and get going because movement is joy. I love mm-hmm. it. You, you think, oh, I don't want to do this, but you get out there and you do it. And the way you feel, wow.
1: Yes, yes. And that's what it is. I, I, We just have to find what works for you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for being such a great guest, so much positivity and energy. I love it. And I hope you, my listeners, just tuned in and got
1: those key messages. I'm just was an honor to be here, and I hope to uh, hear from you soon. And everybody of your listeners, please reach out. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you for listening to Thriving Through Menopause. If you like this podcast episode, please hop over to my website, thrivethrumenopause.com, and rate and review it. And thank you if you do that, because it helps others to find the show. Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? Then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening and see you next week for another guest interview helping you to thrive through menopause.